0: You know, you just want everybody to experience him, don't you? You want everybody to experience the love that that he has for us, praise God. And they can experience that if we'll just love them. You know, some people in the natural are not lovable. But because the love of God is shed abroad on our heart, and I don't know why I'm going there, but anyway, it's not what we're going to be teaching today, but... I think about that scripture where the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. And what God has always talked to me about. We're born of love. Love is in us. But it's shed abroad. Sometimes the word heart means the soul. And the Lord has always showed me to let the love of God be shed abroad up here. In the soul. And when the love of God. Somebody needs this today. It, when the love of God is shed abroad from in here. Up to the soul. Then we can love people. We don't see their faults. Sure. Every one of us have faults. But the love of God. When it is shed abroad in our soul. It enables us to see people as God sees them. And it's an enabler. And it enables us to love unconditionally. Well. That was lesson number one. You ready to get into today's lesson? (laughs) We're going to talk about our imagination. Praise God. And I titled it, How Do I Imagine Myself to Be? Because our imagination is very important, but it has to be controlled by the Word of God. If we don't let the Word of God control our imaginations, situations, circumstances, uh, flesh will be what guides us. So we have to let our imagination be controlled by what the Word says. And you know what? When you start delving into this Word of God, it's deep. It's deep. And it goes against the way the world thinks and the world speaks. And the way the, the world, will have, world would have you to imagine your situation right now the circumstances that you're facing and everything. So we're going to talk about our imagination today and how important is what I imagine myself to be, Greta. You were talking about that earlier. So ask yourself this question. How do I see myself? Do I see my... (laughs) You should see Brenda. She's up here like this. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Praise God. So, do I see myself handling the situations that life brings my way? Or do I just accept them? Do I see those things changing and becoming what the Word says? Now, when we're talking about do I see that, we're talking about in my imagination... Do I see those situations and circumstances changing? You have to let this word paint your imagination so that you can see beyond what you're feeling. That you can see beyond what you're actually seeing with the natural eye. And it will enable you to see through the realm of faith and the word. So in going back to Habakkuk 2, which I think we talked about last week, where it says we're to make our vision plain. Remember that? And to write it, basically write it down so you can read it. It says so others can read it. But I write things down so I can read it and I can run with it. So do I see those things changing and becoming what the Word says? That's very important to me. Do I see that through the eye of faith? So how important is my imagination concerning these things what are you imagining are you imagining yourself to be sick are you imagining the pain are you imagining you can't pay your bills what is your focus on so our imagination we have to control our imagination or it's not going to line up with the word of God it's going to line up with the way you see in the natural And the Word enables us to see beyond what we see in the natural. So let's go to Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 5. We're going to start in the beginning. The Lord's really been dealing with with me on imaginations. And I was... He reminded me... um, I don't know how many years ago that it had the knee replacement. Probably... Ten years ago, maybe, something like that. I think it was before Wade Carrington left us. But I've shared this with you before, but this, the Lord started dealing with me then about my imaginations and how important it was for me to see because there was one area in the physical therapy, uh, which Wesley's wife was my therapist. I, I was going to Lane's at that time, and I did three months of physical therapy after that knee replacement. And anyway, the issue that I had, I mean, let's face it, physical therapy hurts. You know, it hurts the body. And so I had to get past that hurt with my mind and not allowed my imagination to go to the pain and zero in on the pain or the discomfort. So the Lord told me one night, I'll never, never, ever forget this thing. But the thing that bothered me the most that I, that I was having trouble doing was the bicycle. Making that knee go round over and over the bicycle. And so Stacy started me out with, that, with me just rocking back and forth like this on that bicycle. But I never did go over so you when you ride a bicycle you have to go over that and so I did this the Holy Spirit told me he impressed upon me when when we say the Holy Spirit told me it's a thought that comes to us that that we didn't have by ourselves, because this was not by myself so the Holy Spirit impressed on me To start imagining myself doing that bicycle. For me to start imagining my legs to take that wheel all the way across. I laid in bed one night, all night long, no sleep, using my imagination. Now we're talking about something very powerful here. How important is your imagination to you to receiving What you've been believing for. So I laid in bed that night. And I started imagining myself. Seeing myself doing that. All night long. And so when I went for my therapy the next morning. I didn't even think about it y'all. But she put me on that bicycle. My legs went over and turned that completely without me thinking. I never even thought. I started hollering. Stacy started jumping up and down. You did it! You did it! You did it! But what did it? I saw myself doing it before I did it. Amen? And so that's what I'm working on now. And the Lord reminded me of that. And he brought me back to that thing that he taught me about imagination. And so, uh, y'all all all know that I'm believing for the the legs. And so, he said, you need to do that now, again, with your imagination. So, I've been laying awake at night. Now, night before last, I laid awake nearly all night long, imagining me doing some things that's on my do list that I haven't been able to do. So I used my imagination and I started seeing, are y'all getting this? I started seeing myself doing something that I hadn't had the strength to do, okay? All night long, I saw myself and I would talk it because there's power released in words. Now, if y'all get a hold of this, you'll see some things change in your life. But see, I had kind of forgotten that lesson that he taught me. And so my body is flourishing. Well, so yesterday I got out in my garage. I had been needing, I hadn't put up all my Christmas stuff yet. I had still had boxes. I have a lot of cabinets in my garage. And so I had several boxes that I had never put up because it they were heavy. And so my garage was a mess. I just can't hardly, you know. That's something that I needed to do to have peace of mind. And so I got out there. And without thinking, girls, get that, I started in on my garage. I thought, wow. I mean, I just couldn't stop. And I lifted boxes. I threw away boxes. I I'd, I'd got my RTV. Y'all know what that is? An RTV? It's like a side by side. So I got in that thing, pulled it up under my garage, and and I just started loading heavy stuff in there. And I took everything out of these cabinets and rearranged them. Rearranged them. I mean, I'm talking about 10, probably 10 buckets of paint that need to be organized. And all of this stuff. And I just I just started praising God. I did it without thinking. How could I do that without thinking? I had already imagined and seeing myself doing it. Now, I've got some more projects. Now, I will admit to you, I overdone. I really did. Uh, And so... Uh, Annette, David, and Annette called me on Monday evening and they, they called, do you have trash to take down to the end of the road, you know, where they pick up your trash. And I thought, yeah. I texted them and said, yes. So here she come. Well, David wasn't with her. And here I had all of this RTV loaded with all these big old heavy boxes of stuff. So praise God, she and Savannah got out there and hauled all that mess down to the end. But I put it in there. And you know what? I was so tired when I quit. But I did it. And I did it without thinking because I had already done it in my spirit. Are y'all getting this? So imagination is very, very important. You've got to see yourself doing these things. And so I've got another project going in my mind that I'm imagining myself doing it. And the day will come where I find myself actually doing it without thinking. Because it's in here. Oh, girls, get a hold of... Your imaginations are important. So did did we ever read Genesis 6 and verse 5? Uh, 6 and 5. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man... Was great in the earth. And that every. Okay. Pay attention to words. And every imagination of the thoughts. Pause and think on that. It's very important. The imagination of their thoughts. Amen. Of his heart was only evil continually. Now then. The words imaginations of their thoughts was real important to me when I went to that scripture. That stood out to me. The Amplified says their imaginations and intention. So uh, I looked up the word intention and it means to do purposefully. And so they reacted to their imaginations and that goes on into where where he talked to Noah and had Noah build the ark and all this but their imaginations led them in the wrong direction your imaginations can lead you in the wrong dire- direction that's why you must control your thoughts how you feel what you see all of this You've got to control those thoughts because it will lead you into imaginations to where you imagine start imagining this. You you know you can imagine you hurt when you don't really hurt. But you will start to hurt if you focus on it. Your imagination is very powerful. So our imaginations will lead us somewhere. Theirs was evil. Their imaginations was evil. And it took them to a bad experience. But don't let this word evil. Remember what it said? Uh, Let me go back over here. And every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only. They were on evil. Now then, don't let the word evil throw you here. Because I looked up that word. The word evil will deceive you if you don't really look at this scripture correctly. So the Webster says, it has several definitions. The word evil has several definitions. This is the one that I I chose out of all the definitions because it fits what we're teaching. This is one of the definitions. Anything that causes harm, pain, or disasters, Anything that's harmful and injurious, that's evil. Why? Because he doesn't agree with the word. And so when you think of evil, think of things that don't line up with the word of God. Then that's evil. And anything in our life that comes into our life or against our life that is injurious, that is harmful, that causes pain, that's evil. That's evil. But we don't have to put up with that. Praise God. So we know. Anything that does not line up with the word of God. Is called evil. Well and you remember God called. uh, What the children of Israel saw an evil report. He called that an evil report. Because it didn't line up with what God saw. And so we have got to. Line our thinking up and our imaginations up with what God is seeing. He is seeing you prosperous. You don't have to worry about finances. You don't have to worry about them. If you're a tither, if you're a giver, there's spiritual laws concerning prosperity. Well, if you're not prosperous, then then you need to imagine yourself being a giver. You need to imagine yourself being a tither. A tither tithes whether he's in church or not. Amen? So you've got to use your imagination in the area of prosperity. If, if you need friends, when, when uh, you taught on loneliness, if, if it's a friendship that you need, you've got to use your imagination to see yourself friendly. First of all, see yourself friendly, because when you are friendly, you will draw friends to you. Amen. So our imagination is so important in every, every, our everyday life. Every day. Praise God. So, you know, with the children of Israel, it was true that the land was full of milk and honey and the grapes were humongous. Remember that? That was true. But their imagination, where was it? It was on the giants in the land instead of what God said they were going to have. And so our imagination is so important in us having what God says that he's already provided for us. Start seeing yourself having this. Meditate it. Mutter it. Say it. And get it on the inside of you where you'll be doing it without even having to think. It just, it just becomes a part of your everyday life. Now, the word image, I looked that up. Webster and I get along real well. My Webster dictionary is probably 100 years old. It's one of those big, thick ones. It's not that new one that's the collegiate and all of that kind of stuff. I like that old one where it talks like I talk. Okay. So the word image is a mental picture of something. Mental. That's up here. See, you are transferring What's on this page into this up here? And what's in here up to this up here. Because you know, you know there's not a single person in this room that doubts that, that Jesus went to the cross, he carried the curse, all the curses to the cross. You believe that, you know that, you know, but we've got to see it in our own life, we've got to image it. It's a mental picture of something. The imagination, then, is an act or power of forming mental images of what is not actually present or actually experienced. That's the definition of imagination. There's a difference in image and imagination. Imagination, again, I'll repeat that, is an act or power I love that word power connected to our imagination. Imagination has power, okay? So it's an act of power, forming mental images, dealing with your soul, of what is not actually present, or actually experienced. Now, now, when I'm saying these definitions and all, you have to take time to think on these things. And get the meaning of what he's saying. See an imagination it hasn't really happened yet. You haven't really experienced yet. What you're believing for. But your imagination will get you there. Before you know it you won't be using that thing. The healing will be stronger. It'll come quicker. The imagination has a power. That's what he said. It has power. So. One commentary said the imaginations and their thoughts. I love this. And I don't remember what uh, commentary it was. But it said one commentary said the imaginations and their thoughts were the embryo. The beginning. The thoughts and imaginations is your embryo and the beginnings of what's going to happen. I loved that. When you stop to study the word embryo. It is the beginning. So... With our thoughts and our imaginations, it will begin something in us. And the more we imagine it and see it and mutter it and say it, then it's going to become a part of us. It's not going to start out as being that real to us. But it's the embryo, it's the beginning of what's going to happen. Isn't that good? I'm telling you, I got so excited when God started taking me through all of this stuff. That's why I was a little late getting here this morning cuz I was going all these rabbit trails. Okay, let's go to second <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 5. <clears throat> you know what? The faith walk is a growing walk. <laughs> I mean, we grow in faith. We we continue to learn. You know, and I think that's so important. You know, a disciple is a learner. And we're to learn as we study this word and then become a doer of it. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, This is also, well, let's just start with verse (laughs) 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. What does that say? You don't win your war by using fleshly methods. You don't win your war. Okay, so we don't war after the flesh. We don't win our battles by the fleshly realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not earthly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So he's saying that there is a way, any stronghold that's in my life, that's in your life, you can pull it down. You can get it out of your life. And he's going to tell you how you're going to do it. He says you pull them down by casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You see, so much of the time we don't take time. If we want change, we don't take the time to cast down those imaginations that are wrong to where we can pull those things down. But if it it exalts itself against the knowledge of God, then we need to pull those things down. And he says, um, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, he says we are to bring into captivity every thought and cast it down. The imaginations, cast down the imaginations, he says, that exalts itself against knowledge of God. Any imagination that tries to exalt itself in your life. Some of those evil things that we talked about. Anything that comes against that. Against the knowledge of what God's word is. We're to cast it down. It's up here. And like I had used so many times in teaching. In fact, I mentioned this last night in our um, meeting that we had with the Timothy Project. We had those that think they're supposed to be teaching or want to grow in that area. We had our Timothy Project that had signed up for that. We met last night, and I was sharing with one of the young men. <clears throat> uh, we had them minister 15 minutes, uh, two or three of them, and it was so good. And, but I was sharing with them. When we cast something away from us, you have to imagine it leaving. And so when I taught this years ago, uh, I used to rod and reel. Those of you that were here, you remember that. The Lord had me, he gave me a vision uh, of me taking a rod and reel. So I had Tom get me a rod and reel and he put a weight on the end of it. And that weight was the imagination or the care. It says, cast your care. And see, too many people don't get rid of their care of whatever they're going through. So that weight on the end of that rod and reel represented the cares. And so I took that and I cast that rod and reel across the room with the care on it. But I didn't turn loose of it. And so my illustration was this. As long as I held onto the rod and reel, I still had the care. And so I threw it again and I let the rod and reel go. And when I let the rod and reel go, I got rid of the care. The care was no longer a part of my life. It was not connected to me. And so you've got to use your imagination in getting rid of the care that is troubling you. It may be the future. It may be something that's going on now. But use your imagination and and cast that care and not take it back up. Get rid of it completely. And when we, when I threw that rod and reel, people saw that they had been holding on to that care all along in their mind and in the flesh. But your imagination will work wonders for you if you use it in the right way. And if we use it in the wrong way, it will do a lot of things too. takes on a journey that we don't want to go on. Amen. So, the thoughts and the imaginations... Are the embryo of beginnings. Praise God. So this word right here talks about the fight of faith. And this is how we overcome. That's what the word says. Even our faith. So I asked myself. You know I talk to me. I know y'all do too. I ask myself this question. What's involved in the fight of faith? Do you, have you ever asked yourself that? If we're going to win, whatever it is, that the enemy's bringing against us through faith, for faith is how we overcome, then what's involved in my fight of faith? See, I, I, ask, I ask myself questions. So, what are we thinking? Or in other words, what's my thoughts? What am I imagining? What are my imaginations? Is my imagination on how I feel? Is my imagination, I mean, when you get up in the morning, are, does your imagination say, well, you're tired. You can't do that today. You're just too tired. You've got to rest. What is your imagination telling you? Because whatever your imagination is telling you is going to become a part of you. And it's going to take you somewhere. My imagination took me to the garage. And I tell you, I was so excited. (laughs) I was so tired last night. Really and truly, my body was tired because I had worked it doing extra stuff. Well, Susan messaged me about 5 o'clock or so. And she said, the Timothy Project is meeting tonight. And I'd like for you to come. Because I feel like you would have something that you could impart, you know. I think it would be good for you to be there. I thought, <laughs> well, I had to get control of my thoughts. And I immediately answered. I said, I'll be there. Because I could imagine I started seeing myself coming and being a part. I saw myself. See, girls, you got, I hope you get a hold of this. But I saw myself quitting what I was doing, and my words were, I will be there. Then I had to, l- to get my thoughts and my imagination under control to where I, I would be here. I imagine, I sat there because I was studying this. I was out in the office studying at this time, imaginations. It was just been on the heart all, for two or three days. So I thought, okay, I'm going to imagine myself going. I'm going to imagine the energy that my body's going to have. And I used my imaginations to get here. You can use your imagination to get to church. Start imaging it. Start seeing yourself going. Start seeing yourself getting out of that bed and off of that recliner. I just love the way y'all smile at me and shake your heads. But are you getting it? We are what we imagine, girls. But, you know, that's powerful. It's that imaginations have power. But we got to use it in the right way, hallelujah. Praise God. So anyway, I came and it was. I thought, man, I'm so glad I came last night. I am so glad. Praise God. Okay, let me see where I want to go from here. Okay. I loved this quote. I was looking up... In some of my old notes, I have stacks of notebooks. I have every notebook I ever taught out of stacks of them. So this was the quote, and I love this. Remember, we're talking about our thinking. In other words, our thoughts, how important that is, what we're imagining. This is a quote that I saw. Don't get lost in your head. It is a dangerous place to wander. Now, that's worth writing down. You know, you might want to write that down and put it on your refrigerator. But when you stop and think about that, that's pretty important. Don't get lost in your head. It is a dangerous place to wander. In other words, capture your thoughts. Keep them in line with the Word of God. So it's important that we don't let what we are experiencing in the physical Or anything in our life. Regardless of what it is. To. uh, Don't let it cast the word out of us. In other words. Because pressures. Have a tendency. You know. To mess with our mind. And if we don't watch. Next thing we'll know. It has cast. What you're feeling or seeing or experiencing. Will cast the word out of you. But keep that imagination going. And you haven't what the word of God says that you have. But if, if it casts the word out of us and out of our mind. Then our mind will begin to multiply what the problem is. If we let it cast the word out. Your mind is going to multiply things. It makes things bigger. Amen. And it will begin to magnify that issue or whatever it is that you're facing. So don't allow yourself... Or your thoughts to take you into a realm of doubt, of fear, of unbelief. Don't let your imaginations take you where you don't want to go. Because they're going to take you somewhere. Okay? God's Word translation says, A person's person's anxiety will weigh him down. But an encouraging word makes him joyful. Praise God. So we need to wake up and we need to encourage ourselves. You can encourage yourself. You can also discourage yourself. So um, look at isaiah fifty two and one. So I looked up when when I started thinking about we need to wake up to in, and encourage ourselves, I thought, I think I'm gonna look up and see if there's any scriptures on awake. And well, there's boooos of them, but some of them, you know, we won't get into, but this one I, I took part of that Isaiah fifty two one out of context so I could read it to you because it really ministered to me. Verse one says, "Awake, awake, put on thy strength." Imagine it. Put it on. Have you put on your strength today? Have you woke your body up? You know what? I really had to use that this morning. I thought, body, I'm waking you up. <laughs> you know, because I uh, I got to bed late. I meditated the word so much last night, and and my body I, I needed it to wake up. I needed my mind to wake up this morning to study. is what I'm saying, because you know you can kind of be dull. And you think, oh, man, I need to wake my mind up. Well, that ministered to me. To awake, awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee, the uncircumcised and the unclean. And then he goes on and says, shake thyself from the dust. But that scripture really ministered to me. To awake, 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 awake. So... Put on thy strength that ministered to me. I put it on. I imagine myself being strong. I imagine myself standing up here and teaching to you. Now, I imagined, you just don't realize how much your imagination is a part of your life. But I got to thinking, you don't think I'll have Wesley in them. uh, Or Wesley, basically, I didn't know John was here. To move this podium down so I can be in front of the ladies. And I started thinking about that. To where I went to Wesley and I said, would you please? But I imagined it. I thought it. And my thoughts led to imagining me seeing you girls all gathered together. Instead of scattered all over this big auditorium. I imagined what a blessing it would be to have us all together. And me to stand in front of you. See, you just don't realize how much your imagination has to do with what you do, what you end up doing. So I hope after today, in fact, I'm believing after today, that you're going to awake, awake. Amen. So let's go to Ephesians 5 and 14. You know what? I I, I love the Holy Spirit. He tells us what to teach. But you know what? I have found that he's dealing with me. What I'm going to teach is what he's dealing with me about. You know, so much of the time it's what I'm dealing with that he will lead me in that direction and then he'll say, teach that. So praise God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 5 verse 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake. See, I looked up the word awake, and I'm telling you there was a whole list of scriptures that had to do with the Old Testament and stuff that was going on. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. So, Awake thou that sleepest. And you know, he's not talking about you being in bed asleep. But he's talking about your mind, your, your, your uh, spirit. You've just gone to sleep and just you're just accepting stuff. You're letting things happen to you. But he's giving you authority over everything. He said, you need to wake up. You've got authority. You can do something about this situation. Amen? So get a, wake up. Get out of your sleep. And arise from the dead. (laughs) I love that. Praise God. My imagination goes wild. So awake. So that was good for me this morning. The message Bible says this Wake up from your sleep, climb out of your coffin. You see, we place ourselves in a position sometimes it's as if we're dead, we're in darkness. So he said, wake up from your sleep, wake yourself up and realize what's going on in your life and what you're allowing in your life and what you can do about what's what's going on. And you know, if we're asleep and like we're dead in a coffin, we're not going to do anything. We're just laying there. We're just letting things happen to us and run over us. And he said, you need to wake up. You need to realize you're letting Satan run over you. When I have given you authority and I've given you the word to put in your mouth and to speak it and to do it. So he said Christ will show you the light. That's the rest of that scripture and the message. So if we wake ourselves up out of the sleep, Father, I, I need light on this. I need the light. To shine, I need, I need your word, I need the light, so I'll know what to do, what I need to change, what I need to say. I need your light. And he said, if you'll wake up and listen, I'll tell you. Ask him. Amen. You know, you need to carry on a conversation with the Lord. And then in verse 17, uh, let me see where it is. Um uh, I'm in the wrong Ephesians here, Ephesians 5. It says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And in the message it says, Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the Master wants. Make sure you understand what the Master wants. What does he want? In your situation, in your life, whatever's going on today, what does God want? And then ask Him. And then pray in tongues. Now, Father, I'm going to pray in tongues what you want. If there's something I need to change, if there's something I need to do different, what do you want? And I pray it in tongues. And I go on about my business, and I say, thank you, Father, for that. And I may not have any idea what it is that I need to change, that I need to do, but it'll come to me because I have prayed the answer in tongues. So I go about my business, whatever it is I need to get done that day. And sometime during the day, that thought will come to me. The answer will come. You see, sometimes we try so hard when we pray in tongues We sit there and we just strain and think, okay, what is it, what is it, what is it? No, just go on about your business. You've prayed the answer and it'll come to you in the flesh. Amen? So make sure you understand what the master wants. Don't allow yourself to become discouraged. And we're going to talk about discouraged for just a couple of minutes. Maybe five minutes. Don't allow yourself to become discouraged. Discouragement starts with wrong thoughts. And soon those thoughts... Will become out of your mouth. So we cannot allow ourselves to get discouraged. So, in closing today, which we're gonna finish early, girls, please keep discouragement out of your life. It's harmful. Discouragement will, will stop you in your tracks. If you get discouraged, you'll sit down, so to speak, in, and quit the fight of faith. And we can't quit our fight of faith. We have to continue. It's an everyday thing with us. We have to fight the fight of faith. And that means to fight the fight of faith and to win, because it says that's, that's how we win, then I'm going to have to expose myself to the Word of God. Turn off the TV, unless it's something that, that's a teacher that you, that you can hear from. But the fight of faith, it it requires diligence. You cannot neglect the word of God if you're going to win over whatever situation Satan comes at you with. You cannot win if you're not hearing what God wants. He says, hear what the master wants. What does he want for you today? Ask him, Father, what do you want for me today? What do you expect from me today? Get rid of the discouragement in whatever situation that you're facing today. You, you can do that. You just get rid of it by telling it. I take authority over discouragement. I'm not going to be discouraged. See, when we're waiting on a manifestation, we have an opportunity to get discouraged and think, well, nothing's happening. Well, you can't see in the realm of the Spirit. You don't know what's going on. But God is certainly working on your behalf You have to trust that. He's busy. But you know, God works through people. And so it may be somebody that he's speaking to to come and bring you a word of encouragement that will help to dispel that discouragement. But just always know God is working. He's a busy God. He's a busy father. You know, you think about your own children. Aren't you busy when it comes to your kids? Well, God's—he's—he's he's always busy. You can compare yourself to him, or him to yourself. That I mean, he doesn't get weary because he knows he's doing what he was made to do. God is a busy God. You think about God, the Father, watching over His word concerning you, concerning you, concerning every person in here. God is busy watching over His word to do what? To perform it. Every individual in this room today, God is is performing over the Word in your life. So you can't get discouraged. you got to hang in there. And you've got to imagine. I'm telling you, girls, if you'll just get a hold of the importance of your imaginations today and start using them to glorify God and to glorify Him in your life, you're going to see some changes come because imaginations is going to take you somewhere. Either to where the word leads you or to where your situation or circumstances. So quit imagining the bad things, the evil. Quit imagining being sick and imagine being well. Quit imagining not being able to pay your bills. And imagine doing what it takes to overcome that poverty. Imagine yourself, imagine yourself being a giver. And then let the Lord... Greta, I have I have shared about you and Eddie different times. They are some of the biggest givers. And I'm not talking about amounts. I'm talking about blessing people. That young couple, young, infant still young, it's amazing at how they bless people. It, it just you bless me by being a blessing to other people. And they give what they can, when they can, and where they can. And God just continues to bless y'all. Don't necessarily have to be money no, it does not necessarily have to be money either. I know those condos that you have. people They let people use them. That's a way they can bless people. But we are blessed to be a blessing. So use your imagination to get your life lined up with what the word says. I just cannot, I'm telling you, I'll let you know on my next imagination that he's working with me on <laughs> that I am doing daily. And I'm muttering it and saying it. And I'll let you know what it is when the time comes. So I just encourage you ladies, have a great day today and, and put that imagination to work. Let's see where it takes you. Amen? Okay. You can stand. Wow, you're really getting out early today. But you know what? We were in our Timothy project last night. We were talking and one thing that we need to realize as a teacher. You know, you don't have to. It's not how long you teach. And some ministers, and I didn't get to say this, but I thought about it. I know you were there last night. You don't always have to teach everything that's in your notes. If God says that's enough, that's enough. And sometimes a minister, I don't know why I'm saying this, but a minister, if they don't watch it, thinks they've got to keep a teaching. Keep on. And you can tell. This is one thing I wanted to say. You can tell when to quit. And, And with our praise and worship, when I used to lead praise and worship, there was times that it, it's like it would rise up in me. You need to quit and let them teach the word. So it's all being led by the Spirit. You lo- and if you're in leadership in any area, you've got to know what the Spirit is saying. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit even in- when you're ministering, June. Do I need to hush? You know, do I need to sit down? Because you'll lose your people. So that was my excuse for not being long today. I didn't want to lose your attention. I made the point. The Holy Spirit made the point. And so you go and enjoy an early lunch. Father, I just love you. How can I tell you how much I love you and how I love these ladies? Father, I thank you for our divine connection with the ladies. I thank you that they're going to have such a blessed day because I can imagine it. Oh, Father, let them have what they need today bring it to them show them what how much you love them and what a blessed blessed bunch of ladies they are i thank you for your word because it's powerful and it's changing all of our lives and i thank you for that in jesus name amen